0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-da. Oh, it ended so fast. It really goes so much longer. (laughs) Welcome back, guys. I am your host, Sylvia Sage, and this is Sexy Funny Raw. And welcome back, of course, my wonderful co-host, Dr. Eddie, giving us all the public health perspective that we need and desire.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Of course, sex education with actual education. That's what we all need. Uh, And I do have a new guest in for uh, this month of shows. And uh, I... Actually, this is my first time meeting this woman. I'm super excited about it. She came referred very highly from one of my best friends, and I've just been chatting with her before the show started, and I am so excited about these episodes. Uh, Please welcome Miss Monterey Elaine Martinez. Thank you. I I know. It's on your Instagram, so I wanted to do it. I feel like your mom, but I like it. Somebody deserved
2: it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Originally from Buffalo, New York, mm-hmm. uh, Monterey has been doing stand-up for eight years as well as host her own um, podcast called Shamik. Is the that Shamik. The mm-hmm. Shamik. Yeah. I'm so sorry if oh I mispronounce no, it. Yeah. Uh, taking spirituality through a comedic lens, Monterey takes trauma, transmutes it and finds the light within which i think is beautiful.
2: Thank you.
0: Um honing these spirituality skills has clearly helped her in her own journey as she has been featured for numerous heavy hitters including but not limited to Tim Dylan, Drew Lynch, Steve Byrne, Kurt Mes- Metzger, mm-hmm. okay, and Bobby Lee. Yeah. Huge names. Yeah. I love it. Uh Monterey truly enjoys taking people on journeys as she also does uh Reiki Reiki, is, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Reiki. Mm-hmm. and shamans and can shaman people through a psychedelic experience yeah which I think I've met you for a reason because <laughs> I am so ready to go through a psychedelic experience yes um, do you do anything with um, and we'll get to this in a later episode too um, but just out of my own curiosity I um, I've been looking into like microdosing, like um, acid.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do that? Yeah, I have a girlfriend actually. I'll plug her. Uh, she has a thing called Cosma Prima, and it's like she does microdosing, and you can just like go to her site. But they do shrooms, she does acid, she yeah. does DMT. Um, What about
0: LSD? Uh, Yeah, so LSD LSD and acid, acid same Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, that's what
2: I thought. Um, I always tell people that. Yeah, I feel like psychedelics are like therapy, like twelve years of therapy in one, in like one eight-hour session. Yeah. So it's helped me so much, and I've done regular therapy, I've done hypnotherapy, I've done um, like trauma release like exercises, and I'm like, uh, it's been the psychedelics for me. That's like really just helped like heal and purge and just you know. Get that, get that little anger out of my soul. Yeah,
0: I feel that. I actually, yeah. I love microdosing mushrooms. I do them personally all the time, but I've never done LSD. And I saw that thing on Netflix recently, mm, and yeah. I was like, oh, I, I want to open that, that third eye. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it'll
2: open. I it'll, want in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely LSD will will take you there. I'm a sure. little
0: scared of it, but I want
2: it. No, it's yeah. very similar to mushrooms. Like, and you can, it's like the place that you go to. It's everybody thinks that you're just going to be hallucinating you're gonna see demons and dragons or whatever but it's like you you have complete like control it's like but when you when you go with somebody else and they're leading you basically they're just like setting like the set in like your environment to where like you can kind of just uh one-on-one because when people are with their friends you know you start talking you're listening to music you don't get to like tap in so i kind of just like guide people like kind of like through like a meditation and then you might have memories pop up or you might have fears pop up and then we just kind of walk through it and then just you know talk them live in the moment and then you know you'll just have all these insights and epiphanies and like understanding and then it's just
1: like it's it's really beautiful and powerful for sure
0: dr eddie are you in are you gonna go with me
1: I would be totally down. There's actually some really great yeah. um, medical literature on the impacts of these types of methods on like veterans or those people suffering from PTSD. Right. So there is some scientific evidence that actually backs up everything you've just said, right. yeah. which is just beautiful, right? Like. That doesn't always happen, is, but yeah, 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 uh, yeah. but in this case, they're making some really great progress. For sure. Uh, so I'm down.
0: Yes, yeah. I can't yeah. wait. Okay, so we are diving into a part two episode because uh, last month we talked about penises, one of my favorite subjects uh, <laughs> ever. Um, and we had so much that we didn't even get through, so welcome back to today. We're going to do part two.
2: Part 2 penis. Yes.
0: Here we go. Are we ready to roll into this? <laughs> yes. I'm so ready. Okay. <clears throat> so so obviously we know there are some unique variations of the penis that might or might not have anything to do with disease but are just natural differences right so ultimately penises are like snowflakes and no two penises are alike and none better than the other I beg to differ but yeah. uh, that's what Dr. Eddie says I was like, why do um, I keep calling my ex then <laughs> <a> right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but much of it has to do with experience and preferences right, right. so um, we do want to make sure Sure that if you do have any concerns that you do actually speak to your primary care physician but we are going to point out a few things that um may seem like a issue but are more or less just a cosmetic issue to the penis so let's get to going so the first thing and i may ask um our new interns here to pull up for us is the pure i'm so bad at words okay purely penile palpules Do i pronounce it like
1: pearl pearl because they look pearlesque pearly
0: mm-hmm. penile popules yep okay that's what we want so these are just tiny lumps that are seen in neat little rows around the um, cornea of the glands penis so these to me they do look like little tiny warts and now if I saw this on a penis on a set I would be majorly concerned yeah I actually have seen them um on a partner in the past and I was also told that oh it's nothing to worry about these are you know um totally benign and there's not anything you can catch it's just a part that happens to some men on their penises right do we get them oh I
2: want them <laughs> I want to see the pearls. So this Shall
0: condition we... is actually seen in eight to forty three percent of men, which is kind of staggering when yeah, you think about it. High.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, to different degrees, right? So it could be just a little bit, we or it could it be book. a little bit more um visually impactful. Right. Yeah. Um and so it really has the it makes the biggest impact on the owner of said penis, right? Uh, because it causes a lot of stress and anxiety.
0: Yeah, and you're it. constantly having to explain it, right? Right. You do don't believe absolutely,
1: because most people don't one know it exists. Uh, a lot of partners will probably feel very. Um, there it is. About Thank it. you. Yeah.
0: There it is. Okay, so these are the popules that we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, and so
1: this uh, is a pretty standard kind of look. So.
0: Always right around the head like that. It is always right around the head okay. like that,
1: and so it doesn't really come into play until after puberty. Right. So mm-hmm. children don't typically have them. There's some research that suggests that circumcised penises have it more, but other research that suggests that uncircumcised penises have it more. Yeah. You know, I've seen it more in in circumcised penises. Yeah. Uh, but it it's it's not anything other than mostly cosmetic.
0: And I will say, since you said it develops mostly after puberty. Now, if a mother were to see this on a son's penis, I think the mom would go, let's get into the doctor and let's go check it out. However, I think of a man who is uh, prepubescent. Pre-bescent. What is the word I'm looking for? Prepubescent. Thank yeah. you. That's the word. Yeah. Um, I don't think they would tell anyone right. or want to go to a doctor or do anything about it because I think you're just so scared and yeah. you're nervous for anyone to see it. So. So these are normal. This is not a sexually transmitted disease and it is um, happening in almost 43% of men, which is staggering to me, Um, but you're not alone and it's not a disease. So definitely something we should know. Um, And you did say that um, sometimes they are obviously mistaken for like poor hygiene, but the condition doesn't really have anything to do with any outside sources, right? So good. So there are treatments, right?
1: There are, uh, absolutely. So like I was saying earlier, it usually causes a lot of stress and anxiety for the owner of the member. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so if you go to a doctor and if it, for the anxiety reasons is why, one of the only reasons they would treat it, mm. right? It's not because it has any impact on the function of the organ or anything right. like that. Right. So there are two main ways that you can uh, treat it, but there's a lot of ways that people mistreat it, which create a lot of problems in those sensitive areas around mm-hmm. the penis. Right. So cryotherapy and laser, so it mm-hmm. could be lasered off, which leaves a little bit of a scar. But it's right, we're both the same. Yeah, like, that sounds awful. Asleep yeah, asleep. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Right? Okay. Under anesthesia, I would imagine. Yeah, but I would I'm hope. Actually not a hundred percent sure, but probably. Okay. Um, and cryo, which is uh, probably. Not the first choice. That's right? like the first, fro- like when you go into like that chamber and it's like completely cold. When right? you, well, the cryo would be very specific in that area, like uh. a laser, very specific, like was, a laser it, of cryo, right or kind no, of like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so, it does create some problems if you use like anti warp medication, which mm. uh, young guys have done, and it creates a lot of problems. Uh, we'll talk about warts in a minute, but uh, mm-hmm. these aren't warts. And so the only way to really get rid of them would be to have a, a physician. Surgically remove them. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so and go for it.
0: I almost wonder, is it not like a plastic surgeon at that point? Because it's making it like aesthetically pleasing? Because most regular doctors don't really care about aesthetics. They're not going to do a, the prettiest job. Right.
1: Well, I mean, I, I would say it's a pretty standard, minimally evasive okay. kind of approach. Um, I don't think it would be a plastic surgeon that has to do it. I think a urologist could probably do that. I guess that. Urologists are typically surgeons. Makes sense. Um, And so they could handle that and make sure that nothing is wrong. Because, I mean,
0: you're doing it for aesthetics, right? Sure,
1: but you're also doing it uh, because the only reason that they would do that kind of treatment is because of its impact on you. Mm -hmm. And so overall health is impacted by anxiety, by Mm -hmm. all of those things. If it's impacting your anxiety and engaging in a healthy sexual relationship, yeah. then, then, then it becomes very problematic. Right. Um. And so that does happen quite often uh, with this case because most people don't talk about it. No one knows that mm-hmm. it's a thing. Right. And it's so easy to misconstrue any variation right. uh, with an STI and all that stuff because they manifest... Sometimes somewhat similarly or not. Right. Uh, no other one really manifests like this per mm-hmm. se, yeah. uh, but warts and stuff are in different parts of the penis. So, you know, it could be certainly misconstrued that way.
0: And now going on to, and we won't have to go straight into warts, but this is just something you also talked about how you should definitely never use like over the counter topical products Absolutely. on your genitals. Um, <laughs> and I wonder is there ever a time where you can use like lighter things like and I you personally use this I uh not for warts but I get moles and I put apple, apple cider vinegar on my moles and it like destroys them oh, and really? like breaks them down and takes them away like literally after a few weeks Um whoa I didn't know that yeah I had them on my forehead and I just Whoa. put apple cider vinegar on them every night for like a week and they literally fell off.
2: So if I have like a mole on my arm or something and you just put apple cider vinegar on it it'll yeah, just come off. Yeah. I
0: put like a Band-Aid in a um cotton a uh, cotton balls Whoa. in apple cider vinegar and then yeah. just tape it on every night and that's what I did to my forehead for like 2 weeks and they just fell off. Okay. Uh, nice I try. know. Yeah. But that's why I'm like can you ever use something like that on your genitals? I've never put it on my genitals. I would be very <laughs> I'd be very cautious about
1: okay, doing cause it. Okay, cuz it does like that burn on your yeah, so yeah. I would definitely talk to a physician yeah. before I yeah. do any of those things. <laughs> like, the internet is yeah. chaos. Yeah. Yeah. No. And most people throw things on there that yeah. probably we shouldn't try on ourselves right, right. because this could be a permanent issue. Oh, right. for sure. So I would certainly avoid it. Um, don't I don't do what, what I they're... tell you. Don't do that. Don't do <laughs> well, that. on your genitals. I was like, I'm do <laughs> it. On right, your genitals, sure.
0: On your arm. Yeah. Try it for try sure. I yeah. <laughs> <For> think that's <laughs> different. Yeah. I
1: think they're pretty different.
0: Okay. Good. Just checking. Just want to be sure. <laughs> want to give all the accurate information. Okay. So um, moving on. So there' a uh, different thing that uh, you may notice on a penis. That again, not an STD, but something that you may um, just be aware of is four dice spots. Did I say it correctly? You did. Thank you, Jesus. So i can do some words yes. not all so, words some of them i got right i had neither so four day spots are visible small raised bumps that appear on the shaft of the penis the labia the scrotum or next to the lips so this is can go for male or female right? Okay? which i did not realize so you're probably born with these spots but they tend to appear around puberty however they can still develop randomly as you get older um i'm gonna have you guys google this one once again Um, Okay, so these are also not a sexually transmitted disease. Uh, These spots are not transmitted by anything at all. So these are not dangerous to you at all. It's just literally something that you're born with, Um, but something that also, again, could give some... um, I mean, I would be a little intimidated if I saw it on myself or on anyone else, Um, but I think I do, actually. I've seen them... Obviously I work in pornography and I've done a lot of very creative things. Um one time I was with a woman and we put um the little forceps that yeah. um that the doctors hold you open with yeah, but yeah. we had clear ones and so we we held her open with these and then we like basically like stuck a camera inside like well we did both of our vaginas. Um but I had a clear view on hers and she yeah. had a clear view on mine. And I th- noticed little like like almost, like, small dots like this on her vagina, but it wasn't anything that was, like, painful to her. She didn't, like, mention it or anything. So I think she might have actually had these, these four dice spots. So very interesting. Uh, They're very, very small. Like, you almost can't... Really see them? They almost look like flat to the skin. I would think you would almost have to do something like I did, where it was just like super invasive
1: and really close up in order to even notice them. Sometimes on the penis shaft, you can see them.
0: Okay. uh, When it's erect. Here's Uh, some on the lips, by the way. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, So
1: sometimes you see it when the penis is erect along the side. Along the the side. Yeah. Okay. Common. Um,
0: now that you mentioned, I probably have seen that. I just absolutely. wouldn't have noticed it. Um, was it depends
1: anything. If, uh, if a man shaves or if a woman shaves. Oh, really. And, and a lot of that stuff because sometimes mm. hair goes up the side of the shaft. Okay. to yeah. to a certain point. Okay. Uh, and so you know, that could be covered or it could be kind of in there as well. So uh, but they're pretty common. yeah, uh, but they're not they're not an STI. And right. So uh, understanding that there's some variation here, I think is really important. Uh, so that people don't feel self-conscious, and mm-hmm. the more we know, right, the better it's going to be for everybody involved. To have
0: Reading Rainbow, safe,
1: rainbows. <laughs> comfortable yes. sex, right? Because yeah. any little thing can really create a lot of anxiety. Oh, right. absolutely. Engaging in sex, and if you're not using condoms all the time, that creates. Who is using condoms. All the time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That creates oh, more issues.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's a nice thought, but yeah. Also, they're like vagina rape. I don't know how you feel about them, yeah. Monterey, but about vagina condoms, what condoms. Oh, I, yeah, I don't use them,
2: I'm like, like? Like, but I, but I don't have, I'm not having like one night stands or anything. Are but, you in a relationship? You... Um, no, I oh, okay. recently just got out of a, you know, a relationship, okay. but uh, but yeah, so I don't, I think maybe when I first had sex with him, like we
0: were like, okay, let's use a condom, and then we were like, Okay. usually it's the first few times you have yeah. sex you use a condom and then you're like are we comfortable yeah we're yeah, yeah. comfortable let's right. go
2: yeah that's usually that's how it is but like most. if it normally like a person i'm like i usually will like trust them and i'm like and i know that they i'll be like can you just get tested because i'm yes. always like paranoid i'm like just take a screenshot that you got tested and just let me know because it's like i had a friend who got herpes and was like there with her like during that process and like how hard and like damaging that was to her and just watching that process I'm like now I'm just always terrified where I'm like I gotta see some papers
0: well I think anybody should get tested all the time I always say that it's like the biggest thing I always make new partners get tested I always I stay tested for Work purposes, obviously, right. but um, yeah, huge in it. So good if for the rest you. of yeah. us did
1: as well as the por- the adult film industry. I, I Yeah, I think we would be in a lot better shape, right? I agree with you. Test so much. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. agree with that statement one hundred percent.
0: Okay, so moving on to penile warts because this is a big one. Okay, so this is one where you can obviously be born with a penile wart, but you can also get genital warts. Now these are being two totally different. Thing. So, a penile wart. Um, they are our regular, irregular, rough lesions that can occur anywhere along the penile shaft, glands, and foreskin. They can also arise from. Now, I'm going to have to ask you what this word is, because uh, meatus. What Metis, is that? Yeah. What is meatus? Like the
1: the meaty, heavy part.
0: Oh, the good part. Uh, Okay. uh, The fun part. They can arrive on all the best parts (laughs) of the penis. Okay, Uh, so warts do vary in size um, from a millimeter anywhere to a few centimeters. Okay, so these are non-STD warts. These are just regular general warts that these are not going to be um, transmitted. These are normal warts, right?
1: Yes, as you can imagine, still it terrifying. Would cause a lot of anxiety. Hundred yeah. percent.
0: And now you can still get rid of these, correct? Absolutely. Again, probably more of like that cryotherapy or laser therapy to get them removed.
1: I would say yes. Uh, from what I've read um, on these, you don't want to use regular wart removers mm-hmm. only because it's incredibly sensitive areas. Yeah. Even though some people have, um, I would definitely consult a physician if you're going to be. Doing that stuff and follow whatever they say. Yeah. Uh, they'll, they'll have some recommendations. It's really going to depend on what part of the shaft and it's going to depend on all of the different things.
0: Yeah. Right. If I pulled down a man's pants and saw that, I would run for yeah. the hills. I don't even think you could explain that away.
2: Yeah. You would
0: uh, physically have to show me some like medical, medical information. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, True. I'm going to need the background on how long yeah. you've had this on your penis. I don't think I could do it. You need your
1: doctor on speakerphone. Right.
0: Yeah. Let's let's talk to him. Let's talk right to him together. Now. Yeah. Can yeah.
1: you <laughs> see how this? conversation yes, would create a lot of anxiety. 110. Yeah, there's absolutely,
0: there's no way. Even if you okayed it, that guy's getting his dick hard. No way. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. just no way. Not exactly. Not after you've had that conversation of like, yeah. pull him on the phone. Get your doctor up here. Let's have a conversation. No, yeah. it's too much. Too much. Okay, but we know that that is not obviously an STD, and obviously a genital wart from an STD would look differently.
1: They don't look incredibly differently. Yeah, that's scary. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's where you're like, oh no. Okay. They don't look incredibly differently, um, okay. and so you can get genital warts not just in the penis but also the anus as well, mm. right? And so that's also pretty common. Mm, okay. Uh, on the anus, that's usually STI related, but not okay. always. Oh. Right, and so there. This is where things get a little bit.
0: I have a mole next to my butthole. It's a not A general is award. different than a right, right, right.
1: And so right. both of those can be removed, of course. I don't um, want it. I like it. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I'm not, I'm yeah. not suggesting that. Yeah, yeah. She's like, uh, Cindy Crawford,
0: thank you. <laughs> thank yes. you. This is my Cindy yeah. Crawford her moment. Her. No, no her, her she's you not know, famous. Yeah, yeah, hers is quite famous. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So is mine, Dr. Eddie. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so is mine. She has 800,000 followers. Thank you.
1: Very famous.
0: All for that mole. Yes.
1: I mean, I know that in in the... Older days. And in the old days, women yeah. would often draw one on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that was really popular for a while. Yeah. yeah that was neat. I no one wanted one. No yeah.
0: one's drawn on warts, though. That I can, <laughs> no. I'm sure you. Arenas. It's probably not something you want to draw. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not want to draw them. <laughs> not drawing any extra attention there. Uh, okay. So moving on. So uh, these are things I've never heard of. So Dr. Eddie is bringing new things to my attention as well. So adult acquired. Buried penis. I have a lot of questions about this one. Okay. So basically a buried penis is a condition in which the penis is hidden by the abdominal or um super super pubic skin super or fat. Super pubic, yeah. Super pubic. Yeah, it's when, um, he puts all these big words in here. Sorry, I try yeah. come,
1: I try <laughs> and calm them down when I read it. <laughs> um So it's usually something that occurs in obese and morbidly obese people. So Mm. it actually, like, the penis is hidden within um, a lot of fat and skin. Mm -hmm. And so it creates a variety of different problems Mm. with anxiety, with sex. But if we're trying to talk about everybody having, like, a happy sex life, Mm -hmm. right, a functional, healthy sex life, these are variations uh, that you might come across. And so because we come across them, that's kind of why... I kind of threw it on there.
0: But, but question that I had now, would it occur with somebody who wasn't obese? Is this something that could happen, like where you're where the penis just literally kind of like concaves? Is that
1: or is it? It could happen if you were previously obese and you okay. have large mm. folds of skin, skin and leftover. all of those things. And so it really just kind of it does, in fact, bury the penis, right? Uh, and so it creates a variety of functional challenges. There it is. Oh, there's the buried penis. And so if you, the enlarged fat pad right there Mm -hmm. really takes away, well, it takes away the length. Yeah. uh, But it also creates like a fold above it. Mm. Yeah. So it does hide it. And so in the literature, like in the medical literature, it's usually referring to uh, morbidly obese, which is like over a specific percentage of BMI. um, Or previously morbidly obese, which.
0: Which is already not healthy for your sex life. So, sure.
1: But if that's where you're at, then how can we have a healthy sex life? And, right. And right. make sure that that's okay and it doesn't freak somebody out. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Because it could potentially be misconstrued as a micropenis or, right. or a variety mm. of other things. Right. Uh, which there's nothing wrong with that either. Right. Right. However, Personal just preference. knowing yeah. uh, usually men aren't really well educated on the female <laughs> anatomy. Right. I remember when we first started having these, we were talking about. Uh, the vulva mm-hmm. and all of the different uh, parts and anatomies. Right. Uh, and I know that most men aren't familiar with the different right. parts of the female anatomy. <laughs> it's all the vagina, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's <laughs> yeah. in fact not all the vagina. Right. And so the same thing applies to women and men, right? Yeah. Uh, if you have had exposure to a penis or two, that is your sample size. That right. is all you know. And there's a lot of variation in the world. And like you said earlier, they're like snowflakes. Right. Yeah.
0: Now, is it it can it be because maybe they do have a micropenis? So even if they aren't morbidly obese, they're just slightly obese and having the micropenis also it will also create this?
1: Not create this. I'd okay. say that they're really the only person that could diagnose these things would be your physician. Okay. So self diagnosis and WebMD probably wanna stay away from that for these kinds of things. Okay. Uh, and so I wouldn't say that one causes the other, uh, but it's it's, I'm sure, possible to have both. The right.
0: photo that we just had up there, it kind of looks like the penis is literally, like, inside the skin. Is that, like, what's happening?
1: Well, the, the, there's more fat above that area in the pubic mm-hmm. area. And so because there's more fat, it's kind of engulfed the organ part. But oh. this,
0: to me, looks like there's, like, a hole that it's about to come out of. Yeah. Is that accurate? Well, that is specific a weird,
1: okay. picture is an uncircumcised penis. Okay. So uncircum- uh, yeah, because okay. I was like, what the, penis the hell? Yeah, and I was like, very confused. Yeah, okay. I was like, I've
2: never seen that hole
1: before. Yeah, I, I haven't seen
0: that, that hole either. I was like, like where yeah. is this coming yeah. from? Okay, great.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, okay. that raises questions about circumcised versus uncircumcised, right? right? Because okay. Because some women have never... Had experience with uncircumcised penises, which mm. they
0: should. They're fantastic, especially for <laughs> anal. Big fan, <laughs> big fan. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what's the difference?
2: Like, why, why? I mean, I've seen. I've seen two. Thank you. I'm a big girl. But what? What's the? What? What do you think is the difference that that you're like? Oh, and especially for anal, like, why is it uncircumcised?
0: For me personally, now, uh, Dr. Eddie, you may have your own various opinions on this, but for me personally, for an uncircumcised penis to enter the vagina, uh, it doesn't have that pop that a mm. circumcised penis would have as to where when a circumcised penis enters my butt, because the sphincter is just one hole. that yeah. A lot of people think that it's like the same as a vagina. It's not. There's just one hole that it has to get through. And then once it's on the other side, it's on the other side. Yeah. So once that head pops through, it's like a you have to keep popping in and out. That uh, head keeps popping, pop, 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 pop. Yeah. As opposed to with a circumcised penis, it's just one fluid motion. Uh, so Uncircumcised. Uh, uncircumcised yeah. yeah. So it's just like just sliding and it's so ni- it's such a nice feeling to not feel like oh my gosh there's another time you went in oh gosh you like feel it every right. time with a Got circumcised it. penis It's just okay. a nice fluid motion for yeah. me uh, I enjoy what it.
1: ends up happening a lot of the time to be overly specific I'm not please sure if do want to be overly yes. specific, um, would be the foreskin gets pulled up mm. as it's coming out and then in right and right. so that shift in the foreskin which we'll talk about this in a second but if your foreskin can go back and forth when you're erect, because some people can't, mm. right? Um, then it it's preventing that pop. so Yeah. To speak, right. Yeah. Uh, so much. And better. it also self lubricates a little bit yeah. to an extent, and all of that stuff. So even though lube is definitely your friend, yes. Right. right? And as we age, lube becomes <sighs> more our friend so for much men and friend. women, right? Uh, and it becomes ever more important. Uh, but in anal sex, I can see that as certainly one of the reasons.
0: Why is it that sometimes men feel offended by reaching for the lube? Do, I, have you ever had that? Have you ever had a man almost feel like offended that you're like, can I get some lube? No, I feel like I've never had, I feel like
2: sometimes like, I would be like, I would be guilt. self-conscious yeah. or something where I'm like, no, it's not you. You're like, right. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, especially if they have like a bigger penis where yeah. it's like, I notice on like the outside of my vagina will feel like it, like gets like rug burn or something. Yes. And so I'm like, <gasps> I want like coconut oil, something on the outside of it. So it's just like more smooth. Yes. But. I don't ever, and I'm just like, it's not, like, I'm like, you can feel the inside of my vagina. I'm wet. It's like, I just need help.
0: Yeah, the outside for sure. Yeah, yeah, that rug burn is real. real. Oh my God. Can I add to that real quick?
1: Only because as we get older, especially as women get older, they Mm -hmm. actually produce less lubricant. And so it shouldn't be a, I'm I'm getting offended kind of situation. It should be like, this is the go-to. We really should plan ahead. Right. Mm. Uh, That's not, often the case if it's spur of the moment, in a right. car, in an alley, whatever the case may be, that gets you going. Uh, but the a little bit of pro-planning sure. makes it better for everybody, because otherwise, uh, you can have a lot of micro-tears and micro-abrasions. I've and,
2: definitely had micro-tears before, and I absolutely. thought I had an STD, and I was like, oh my god, but it's like, I'm
1: like, what is And they're like, you have micro-tears. Because like, it's almost a burning, yeah right? Totally. Yeah, totally. Well, and it also relates to STIs offhandedly. Yeah, what does STI stand for? Uh, sexually transmitted infections.
2: Infection. Right. Oh, okay, okay, okay.
1: Uh, infections cause disease. So sexually it. transmitted infections cause sexually transmitted diseases. Got it, got it. Okay. Um, but those little micro tears are often uh, create environments where if there is an STI involved, the chances of getting it, Skyrocket, right? Uh, and so, if you want to avoid that altogether, of course, use condoms if you're going to. But if you're not going to, then <laughs> yeah. lube helps. Yeah.
0: Right. Well,
2: let's talk about. We how have it all is angles. World. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. That's good to know. Um, yeah, I've definitely torn. Um, sex can be very brutal. Um, with yeah. or without lube, but it
1: certainly happens in the anus. Yeah. quite often. Oh sure. yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. And, um, I feel like the Butt can handle more than vagina can, though. I don't know why. I just feel like if it's a bigger dick, I can take it in my butt as opposed to my vagina. <sighs> See, I feel the opposite. I'm really? like,
2: oh, my. yeah, I'm like, please don't go near my butt. <laughs> like, if, it, if I'm like, no, I'm
1: like, it feels, yeah, it hurts. Yeah. I think we all come out of vaginas, so I think that's yeah. probably the strongest thing uh, we got going true, on true, right true. now. True, true, true. Right? Because that can take a pound in. Yeah, it can. Uh, (laughs) And
0: it wants to. It wants to. (laughs) Fair
1: enough. Uh, But the anus is sensitive and it takes time and you have to have experience. And, you know, Mm -hmm. all of those things are. Very, very important. But
0: the vagina yeah. also has to be warmed up. Like yeah. a foreplay is so underrated. I like I need it. Like I miss the days of like intense making out for twenty minutes before you get into sex yeah. or fingering me yeah. or you know it like the fun be stuff. That.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I will like literally like. I'm. I'm, I don't want to say I'm mean to men, but like, if I'm in there not, and I'm like, oh, did you think that we were just? Did you think you're gonna just skip over four steps? Like, absolutely not. No, like, and I'll equally exchange. But I'm like, this is a this is a process. Yeah, just like I've had guys like that that just like guys I'm dating, and they just like roll over and they're like, and I'm
0: like. No. Right. Like, yeah. You just, no. You need the first down, second down, and third down before you can score the touchdown. Okay. Like, sometimes you can throw a Hail Mary, but it's not every time. All right. Sorry, it's football season. (laughs) I'm into it. I'm into
1: it. Those are behaviors that are learned. Right. right? Yeah. You know, and so uh, what I would say about that is that especially young guys might not have a lot of experience. Mm -hmm. That is. The the big thing getting right. in there, and yeah. then it's only five minutes anyway if you're lucky. If the average you're lucky, is pretty low, yeah. right, right for time wise, uh, and so if you don't have experience with those things, yeah, you know, sometimes having a slightly older woman. Can teach you a great right. deal of things. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I was like, I am sure. here
2: to teach, and I'm like, and tell all your friends. <laughs> god damn it. Spread the word. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love that you're so much of a teacher. We're yeah. gonna get into that in yes. a minute as well. Okay. So, um, two or not two, oh my god. A few more things here. Um, priapism. Is I no, yep. pronounce it correctly? Yes. Okay. Is a persistent and usually painful erection that isn't caused by sexual stimulation or arousal. Ooh. So, what is causing it then?
1: So there's a lot of unknowns, okay. Uh, and so some people have experience really, really painful erections that have nothing to do with being aroused or anything. Just like and yeah. so a breeze of wind. Uh, and so because it just happens, uh, there's still a lot of things that we don't understand about the functioning of. Okay. Said issue, right? Uh, it's just something that does happen to some people. So if a man was to experience those painful erections, erections. out of nowhere, out of nowhere, then it's something that you absolutely want to go see a physician Aww. about. How
0: long is this like um, erection lasting?
1: Uh, an average, uh-huh. right? And so it could be ten minutes, because okay. we can yeah. hold an erection for quite a while, mm. even if you're not orgasming. Right. right? Really. And so you can hold, you can hold it, even though typical sex. The average for men is quite low of the actual event. Mm -hmm. Um, The actual event. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the worst. The main event. The main event. event. Uh, But some people do get these painful erections. Uh, And so I just want to make sure. Just be aware. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes, when you're engaging in sex, uh, your partner might take things a little personally, like we've right. already addressed a little bit. yeah, right. uh, and some of these things, you know, we haven't really spoken too much about men and the penis other than it needs to be hard. Mm-hmm. It needs to be there when you want it. And that is the essence of your manhood, mm-hmm. right? right. And so we represent, uh, and for a lot of men, it represents their masculinity. There's a lot of things tied up in there. Right. So when something is working, unusual or something different happens then it could create a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress and a lot of right. pressure uh, and if our partners knew that then it would probably be less of an issue right? right but our partners typically don't because we get some of the worst uh sex education here in the u.s yes oh, for we sure. do
0: yeah so moving on to a new um arena Phimosis. this one's pretty common okay so this is a condition in which the foreskin of an uncircumcised penis cannot be retracted from the penis head causing painful urination and erections so it does not come back at all so it just stays Mm. covering the penis
1: it does and it's painful it is if you try and retract it Uh, we had spoken previously i think in the last episode about in childhood not pulling the foreskin back for young babies, uh-huh. mm-hmm. right? Even to clean that, let them do it in their own time when right. they're playing with that area. And so not forcing it because there's still membranes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not that, uh, but it's similar in that you can't pull it back because the almost grown together well the skin is tight so the hole is too small Mm. on the skin to pull over to go over okay Mm. yeah and so that's it's really really common for Hmm. uncircumcised penises well it's common for uncircumcised penises not very common but it's common
0: and now is there a surgery that they have to have to kind of make the the hole bigger
1: want they can they can uh it's like a small Cut on the like the rim mm-hmm. of the foreskin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll let it be retractable, mm. and, and that's pretty much all it'll be. But it, it is a surgery, so yeah. You know, you but they could that. live like this. Absolutely, lots of men do. Really, they yeah. have
2: sex and like it's so like they still get pleasure. Absolutely, and, oh, okay. uh, it just
1: becomes uh, perhaps uh, an area that there you go. Uh, it just becomes an area that uh, when it's not erect that's when you have to do a lot of hygiene things
0: i was about uh, to say the hygiene thing would worry me in this instance because that's what you're worried about with that
1: foreskin is that getting sure, that sure so you do extra. have to you do have to have quite a a Bit more hygiene, it's Mm -hmm. a little bit, right? uh, Growing up, my dad had that conversation. It's a two minute uncomfortable conversation with your dad, (laughs) Uh, but you have it, and it's not a big deal. And that's really not the standard in the US. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, here in the US, you really don't talk about those things. And no one taught me how to
2: clean my vagina ever. No, like, even like, I remember, like, our sex education was like they just showed us like a bunch of diseases, and they're like, don't get them.
0: Yes, same. That was mine too. Yeah. A bunch of horrible diseases and then like abstinence. And I'm like, that is some bullshit. That is not what we're here to do. It was like one
2: week in school and we're like, okay.
0: Yeah. Like, thanks. Okay. So uh, as a, uh, on the opposite side of the phimosis is the paraphimosis, yeah. and this is a condition in which the foreskin um, can't be returned to its normal position after being retracted, now causing a painful swelling of the penis and impaired blood flow. If you guys can get this one pulled up, I would love this one as well, because basically once you do pull the foreskin back, now it's got like a a sore ring basically mm. underneath the head, because right? Because
1: it, it gets really it's really too tight. Okay. So it's too tight in a very sensitive area that needs a lot of blood flow because that tissue is pretty spongy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if you don't have enough, it can create problems. So on the opposite end, this does create some problems versus right. the other one.
0: This looks way more painful to me.
1: I mean, I, I, I've never experienced either. Okay. So I'm not sure right. as far as the how to quantify level, that. Right. right. Um, but I do know that it is not as common. Okay. Uh, but uh, it does happen and it can be a problem. Right, right. And Interesting. So, but the problem that I think we we talked about last time was that we're really intertwined with our ideas of masculinity and mm. young boys and men
0: yeah. really
1: tie all of these things together. So like men often get less health care, right? Because right. they go to the doctor less. Uh, they often, if they do have any little variation, you're more unlikely to speak to a physician or to speak with one of the other guys right. about something specific like right. that, because uh, it's all tied up in being a man right, right. antiquated notions of what it was once uh, that's still persistent in certain parts of the country even more so
0: i don't even know if it has to do with being a man i just think that anytime something down there there it is the par- yeah. paraphermosis i think anytime that there is something wrong with your genitals just as a society men women or in in different everything in between it's terrifying yeah, to have anything shame. wrong yes yeah. i didn't want i don't want to go to the doctor and tell them i mean now it's totally different i have a different uh, understanding of my vagina and what's can and cannot happen to it but Certainly, in my uh, late teens and early twenties, when I was the most sexually active, I was the most terrified to go right. to a doctor. Like you don't want to tell anybody anything's wrong. Yeah, down no, because
2: you're like it's just so embarrassing. I remember one time, it's embarrassing. I, uh, I. I had a tampon stuck in me, but I didn't know that I had a tampon stuck in me. And cause it was like when when I first got my period, I must've forgot to take Mm -hmm. this tampon Mm -hmm. out, whatever. And then like a month had gone by and I was like noticing this like weird smell every time I went pee. And I was like, and I wasn't, I I was a virgin at the time, but I was like, great, like my vagina, (laughs) like it's (laughs) It's just one of those like broke smelly vaginas. Like I'm just ruined. Like I'm never gonna be able to have kids and then and i was just like crying and then i like finally told my stepmom and she's like okay we'll go to the doctor i don't know what's wrong with it and then like one time i was pooping and then a <laughs> tampon was like coming out. i was like oh my god i had an old tampon yeah. stuck in my vagina yeah and i'm like and you just like you and i just like went to school every day just like hey, no one look at me yeah like i can't you don't know what i'm going through but i'm like Yeah, you're like you had a tampon stuck in. I did the same thing
0: too. Actually, yes, Yes. a
1: bunch of things that you can get from
0: totally a hundred percent. I actually had the same thing, and I went to a physician, and he was like, "When were you on your period last?" And I was like, "Oh, a week and a half ago." He was like, "Well, here's your problem." I was like, (laughs) (gasps) "Oh." <laughs> but same thing. Yeah, the smell was so awful, but I didn't want to go. I didn't want to tell anybody because right. I was so ashamed. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy what we go through just when we needed to actually just go see a doctor. Totally. And doctors don't care. You've seen everything, right? Like, just come I'm in. Sure. You've seen a toy car up
1: someone's vagina well, before, and you're just like, we're what? A My vagina. Public, yeah. <laughs> public health doctors are a little bit different than <laughs> right. medical doctors, right? Right. Yeah. And so we're dealing with populations, right? Which is the biggest difference. Yeah. Uh, so I could tell you about STIs in a community, <laughs> yeah. not so much about toy cars and anuses, <laughs> but I certainly read the literature. And so yeah. Yeah. I get the the after report for sure. Yeah. right.
0: <laughs> but at the end of the day, I mean, we're all just humans. We all do weird things with yeah. all of our body parts. So, I mean, just admit it. Just admit you're a freak. Yeah, and you're weird. Just go you're trying with to it. figure it out. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Well, I think <laughs> one of the benefits of, of your show and the work that you do is is just talking about things, right? And there's uh, very little ego involved in a lot of these conversations. It's like, this has happened to me, or this is what happens. Uh, And I think there's a lot of beauty in those conversations. Agreed. uh, Because there's so much stigma in all this stuff, and it's taboo, and it's problematic. 100%. So it's really incredible what you do.
0: What we do, Dr. Eddie. You're a huge part of it. Fair enough. Yeah. Thank you. So one more thing before I think this is the last of it. Yes. This is the last one I'm going to bring up. An orgasmia. Yeah.
2: Oh, you're killing thank it. You, yeah,
0: you. Is the inability to achieve an orgasm despite adequate stimulation. This applies to both men and women, but it's more common in females, which I would think it would be actually. Um, but about 8% of men had delayed or absent orgasm. So what this means is you are in a... F- now, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what I gathered from this. You can still be in a state of um, pleasure. So you're still maybe... Um, Like you are actually orgasming, but you're not actually coming. Is that what I'm getting from this? Um, So there's no release.
1: Inability to achieve an orgasm.
0: Period. Oh, so it's not even ejaculation. Correct. It's, so you're aroused, oh. you're
1: erect, but you can't ejaculate, and it's mm. incredibly painful. And I right. know that there's quite a bit of literature on women experiencing yeah. this. Mm. Uh, and this is different from painful sex in general, because that's also something women experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, where just putting it in can be incredibly painful for yes. some women. Mm-hmm. And that has nothing to do with like the size of the penis. Nothing to right. do with any of those things. So this is different from that, in that um, you can't ejaculate. And yeah. it becomes. Stressful. My friend has this. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. she,
2: uh, she, um, she's never had an orgasm <gasps> through masturbation or through sex ever.
0: How devastating! Yeah, and that's why I was
2: like, I was like, you need to go to like a sex doctor or a specialist. And I'm like, yeah. And she just is always having sex with her partners. And I'm like, you gotta like, you should t- do something. And she's like, it's okay, it's okay. And I'm like, no, like wow. she's never had a. Thirty-five years old. Wow. Never had an orgasm, not once. And I'm like. That's intense. Super
0: depressing. Yeah, because for me, and I mean, we're going to talk about this on another show, but masturbation is so huge in my life. Like, I if I weren't coming on a regular basis, I would not be nearly yeah, I would as be happy. Such a bitch, right? Yeah, yeah. such a bitch. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be nearly as cheerful as I am. No, on a regular basis. yeah, man. Okay, so we. Uh, acknowledge you we see you um i'm sorry if this is a condition that you're living with um it is a very real thing and and you're not alone so just know that um that is going to wrap up our episode on penai uh for today not that we won't address it again in the future because again it's my favorite subject um but going ahead and wrapping up the show, Monterey, will you tell the people where they can find you?
2: Yes. You can find me on Instagram. It's at Monterey. I almost forgot. And I was like, Oh, thank God they have it listed there. But <laughs> at Monterey M. And then on YouTube, it's Monterey Martinez and Twitter. Everything it's at Monterey M. So TikTok, Twitter, all that good stuff.
0: And what a cute way to spell Monterey, by the way. Yeah. I my love dad,
2: it. He's a little he's a little little druggy boy. Super yeah. creative. I yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. And Dr. Eddie, again, thank you so much for being on the show with us. You bring so much to the table, and I'm so appreciative of you, so thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: All right, guys, that's it for today. And until next time, click that little subscribe button, and we'll see you later. Adios.